Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink cares folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today's podcast, I am going to discuss sessions and what goes into sessions. What exactly goes into sessions? What should you use during a session? That is a good question. What are some mainstays and what are some things that come and go? So let me jump right into it. You're going to have some things that are mainstays. Like, for example, a mainstay for me is a crop. I like using a crop as a teaching tool, as a guiding tool. Therefore, a crop in a session for me is a mainstay that is going to be in every session I do. And then there are other things that are going to be specific to that particular session. So, for instance, if I'm going to be using more um, liquid or using wax, for example, wouldn't be a mainstay for me. Wax is something that I would use when I'm doing a certain kind of session. You understand? Um, But again, the crop, that's going to be in every session that I have. But okay, so let's get into it. Setting a scene. I'm a firm believer in writing it out. You want to write out the scene, what you're going to wear, how the scene is going to look, how the room should look the kind of uh, lighting you're going to use, if you're going to use a camera, um, all those things. I'm a firm believer that you should have all those things written out and thought out in your head. You never want to go into a session and be guessing as you go. You do not want to guess as you go. Because if you start guessing as as you go, you're submissive, your play partner, they'll feel that and they can start feeling a little uncomfortable. They can start feeling a little nervous. So to make sure that they don't feel nervous, you have to know what you're doing and you have to be intent. You have to you have to be in a session with intent on knowing what you're doing. So the first thing I would do is write it out. The second thing is What to use. Again, I like to use a crop. That's a mainstay. Wax may not be a mainstay. Well, wax is not a mainstay for me, but it might be a mainstay for someone else. So what to use is dependent on who you are as a dime or the initiator. And two, what is the purpose of that session? Is that session more of a session on impact play? Is that session more of a session on humiliation? You know, so you have to understand what you're using the session for, right? So if you're going to do like a humiliation session, session, you might have like 
um, a mask or like uh, a pig nose or markers or uh, lipstick to write on a person, right? Writing words on them and things like that. Or you might want to have like a speaker with a karaoke speaker, right? So you can like yell stuff at that person if that's the kind of degrading you're into. Maybe you want to give them a little amplification of your voice, you know, a little amplification of what you're saying. Um, that part of degrading, right? Um, another part of that, so while we going into karaoke, is music. What kind of music, if any, would you like to have in that session? If it's going to be more of a uh, paddling session, impact, play, and you might want to have some rhythm. So you might have some songs be like, oh, I like to, you know, and be like a drummer, right? And you're going to like use the paddle or the cane or the wand or whatever you're using to be in rhythm with that person, right? You're going to be you, you be going off the rhythm of the song using your implements on that person, even with a pinwheel or whatever it may be. It could be a crop, but music can set the tone. It can it can distinguish between a sensual play. It could it it could uh, teeter on something more fast paced like rock, you know. So it's what kind of mood are you trying to set? You need to set that tone with music. And again, this is all written out in your script. And also with music, I would already have a playlist ready to go. And it depends on how long of a session you want to have. You want to have an hour session. You want to have a two-hour session or three-hour session. Whatever it is, you may want to have those certain that certain music already laid out. So you're not fumbling with your phone trying to figure out, oh, what, what, what song? Oh, I want this song next. Like, no. Have all that ready to go. So when the music is on, it's rolling, and you're just moving along, with this, any song that comes on, or you have it in order, or you have it on random, whatever song comes on, that's a song that you like. That's what it is. It's for this session. You know, I had different playlists for different sessions. I have uh, a more jazzy mix for more of a sensual, slower kind of session. And then I have a more up-tempo session um, that has a little bit of hip-hop, some rock in it. Uh, some alternative, and then I have another one that's a little mix of everything. So it just depends on what my mood is, right? Um, and then my next thing would be scent. Hmm. Now I've talked about this before. You can use candles for scents. You can use uh, incense. You can use the candles with the, uh, the candle burners with the oil on top is use essential oils. So you can mix it up. You know, you can find out what a person's favorite scent is and you can mix those things up. Had a can, you know, had those things burning the oil burners on, or maybe you want a scent that's more floral. Maybe you just want to smell like roses or smell like flowers, or maybe you want more of a, uh, more of a, we would call it a manly scent, right? But something more like Bergamot, uh, something more like, uh, you know, a woodsy smell. Or, you know, you could like smoke a cigar. Maybe a woman is turned on by the smell of cigars. I've I've had someone, 
liked the scent of cigars. You know, she just automatically thought, oh, it just makes, it just smells, smells so much more manly, you know? And also, when it goes along with scent, what are you using on your body, sir? Okay, you can use a cologne or a parfum. I was in New York in the Soho district and a friend of mine took me to a parfum store. So, and there, their scents are more oil than they are cologne and perfume, which is a little, so there's a difference between parfums and colognes and perfumes. At any rate, parfums are more oil and they can come from all over the world and people put their own mixes together. So you can get a very unique scent. Now, for like a four ounce bottle, there was a four ounce bottle of this scent that I loved, but it cost like $325. And I was like, oh my God. And my friend was like, listen, if you get this bottle, you only need one spray. Swear to God, one spray on your wrist or wherever, and then wipe it on you wherever else you want it to be. The scent lasts all day and you don't put too much. So it's going to be just right when a person gets up on you, they're going to smell it and it draws you in. But the scent smelled like a bourbon liquor and it smelled really good. It, it smelled um, very manly and it was just awesome. I should have bought it when I, when I was there, but I didn't. I was like, ah, being cheap, being cheap, not being into scents like that. I was into, I'm into cologne, right? But I wasn't into parfums. And it wasn't until I came back and I really thought about it. And I'm like, man, I should have just bought that. That would have lasted me forever. And at that time, my friend had already had a bottle that he bought two and a half years prior. And he said he still had more than just about half the bottle. So I'm like, man, you really get your bang for the buck. But it's things like that will be very unique to you. So maybe you don't want the room to smell like something. Maybe you just want you to smell like something, right? Maybe you just want you to be the object of the scent. So that's why, to me, scent is very important. It sets the mood. It sets the tone. It attracts a woman to you or a submissive to you. It Or it can um, put them in a certain place, you know, once you find out certain information about a person, you know, um, like I have a, a submissive that likes cherry blossoms, right? So I uh, got her a cherry blossom perfume, really nice. And every now and again, if I'm doing a session, I may just spray it in my diffuser. So when I turn the diffuser on, I might mix a little bit of that scent with a little bit of like sandalwood or something like that and let that diffuser take it. And she's just like, oh, I love it. I don't know what exactly you have in there because the cherry blossom is very faint, right? Cherry blossom is very faint, but it's mixed with other scents, but it's one that really gets her going. And she's like, I, it's something about what you mixed in there. What is it? I'm not going to tell her, right? But it just brings it all home because it's a familiar scent to her. It's very sublime. So, you know, she's really trying to figure it out, but her mind is registering it, right? It just hasn't clicked into her far as recognizing it all the way because there's maybe one or two other oils 
mixed in with it. So it's very faint, but it's there, but it's bringing her back into that space of the cherry blossoms and how she feels about cherry blossoms and things of that nature. So scent is very important, gentlemen uh, and ladies. Scent is very important. If you want to go deep into a session, get, get someone to, you know, calm their mind, calm their spirit, really get them to go to another place. It's not just about impact and what you're doing to them. It's also about the environment that you have them in. All about the environment too. Set the mood. Set the mood. Lighting and candles. We're going back to candles again. Here we go. You can have a couple of candles burning, right? It's low, low light, but it's very sensual. Or you can have lights. Like I have Bluetooth light bulbs. I can change the colors to red or green, whatever color I want. I can have it mixing up periodically. So I can have the mood changing as much as I want. I can go blue for a nice, cool, calm feeling. Or I could go red, which is that which is that energy color. It's that excitement, you know? Um, and come on. Ever since I was a teenager, I like to have a red light bulb. So, you know, red is just the thing. And I'm sure there's people listening to this and that's shaking their head with, you know, up and down like, yes. You know, back in the day, I had a blue light. I had a red light. I had a yellow light. I used to love lights. I used to love setting the mood when I had a young lady coming over. I love having candles. It's always been my thing. Always burn incense too. I like incense, but incense, not so much when I'm in a sexual mood. Okay. I like incense just when I'm going to have friends over. I just want to, you know, set a mood in my, my apartment or my house. Uh, for example, I would like to burn uh, Franken incense, right? And I like to get the little rocks and burn it with the charcoal, which is a really chalky smoke. But people know that frankincense is used to, people know they use it in Catholic church, right? But it's to, you know, invoke spirits and to clean the, and clean the air and clean the energy of the room or the house that you're in. So frankincense can set a, def, a definitely, can set a definite tone as well, but it may not be one that you want to go into a session with unless you're playing preacher with the bad parishioner, right? And now you want to give that feel of being in church and she has to repent, all that kind of stuff. Depends on how you want to do it. Depends on how you want to do it, but that's the fun of it. You can have fun with it. Make it whatever you want. Tonight, you're, I'm going to be the pastor. I'm going to be the naughty pastor. You're going to be the dirty parishioner. Or I'm going to be, you know, Sinbad and you're going to be, you know, the maid, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. You can do whatever you want to do. But the uh, the doctor and the nurse, you know, the preacher and the nun, those are very popular um, fetishes that we see um Played role plays that we see played out, or the schoolgirl and the teacher. You know, those are classes, but man, you can have it any way you want. You can do whatever you want. Make up your own characters. People having sex in furries, you know, animal costumes, whatever. Have fun. Mix it up. 
So that's lighting and candles. So candles are great, right? It, it Candles can provide two things. Lighting, light, and a scent if you want. A candle with scent. So beware of what candle you're getting with scent. You know, you want something floral. You want something more, like I said, like bergamot or clove or lemongrass. Those set different tones. And it's important, and you know, and I think it's good that you might do some homework. Actually type in, look up uh, different scents and see what kind of mood they set. I think that's important. Look up essential oils and look at the kind of mood that they set. Not only can you use essential oils in diffusers, but you can actually use them on your subject. Imagine using peppermint on nipples. Just the right amount of oil, a drop or two on the nipples would make the nipples excited and make them minty, right? So you're getting that minty, cool sensation. Then imagine dripping some wax on them. Ooh, ooh. And then using a little ice. Ah, right? Using a little ice. And then I'll use a knife, a big ramble knife to scrape it off very gently very carefully but those are things that set different you know different um sensations and different moods and you're taking a person in so many different directions but this is what the scene is for this is why you write those things out because you don't want to guess this stuff you do not want to guess when doing this kind of stuff you want to have this stuff written out you want to be detailed you want to be planned you want to know you want your Subject to know that you are in control and you know exactly what you're doing and what you want. Water and oil. Hmm. People say water and oil don't mix. They really don't if you put them together. However, how about on a person's body? Hmm. Example, I'm going to go back to candles. I'm going to go back to, well, not candles that you burn for light, but candles that you use for wax play. Okay. I may take some coconut oil. Now, I've taken coconut oil and rubbed it all over a submissive's body, right? I got her um, cuffed and restrained to the cross. And so she spread wide open. I put oil all over her body, all up her upper body, on her, her breasts and all that, on her legs. And then she's blindfolded. And she doesn't hear anything. I just start dripping wax, hot wax all over her arms and shoulders and nipples and breasts, down her stomach, on her legs. And she's, ah, so here's the thing. If you put, if you drip hot wax on skin that's dry, you know, no oil or anything, right? It'll hit and stick. If you put oil on, the wax a hit and slide. Ooh, greater effect, right? Now, I'm using the oil. Then I have the wax. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Then I'll take, a, I'll take some cold water with some ice in it. And then I'll dip my hand in that, in that water. And then I'll just start flinging the water on her. So it's not a lot. I'm not pouring water on her because that's too much of an effect, right? Because you got 
a warm sensation with the oil. Then I'm hitting wax on top of that. That's even hotter, right? Warmer. And then I'm hitting her with cold water. So I don't want a whole lot because I don't want to shock her. You know, I do want to, I, I want the effect, but I don't want to shock her. So I'm going to use my hand, dip my hand in and fling little drops of water. You know what I'm talking about. Flinging the water on her, right? Then I may just dip my hand in there and then take my hand from her chin all the way down and just rub her body. <sighs> yes, it's awesome. Then I may take my knife at the end. I got this big Rambo knife, right? So the blade is long and then it's got ridges on one side and very gently, right? At a very good angle, I take it and I'm just scraping the wax off of her. It's awesome. You talk about, you talking about having someone scream or having someone so elated you know, it is such a wonderful thing. But anyway, I'm gonna give him too many of my tips away. Um, lastly, but not lastly, second to last, what to look for when you're in a session and you're using all these different things. You wanna be sure that you're paying attention to if you're burning something like an incense or like I said, frankincense or a candle, if the scent, or the smoke is too much, or is agitating your submissive or your subject. You wanna be sure that that's not a problem. If you're using instruments to do impact play, you wanna be careful about how the skin is. Yes, we like, we like to see a little bruising. Yes, however, however, you gotta understand, the skin can only take but so much. Again, why I said, that I wouldn't just pour cold water on her body as I, after I use the coconut oil and hot wax because I don't want to shock her. I had to be aware of what I can do to a person while they're restrained, right? They're restrained. Remember, they're restrained, so they can't calm any sensations down. That's up to you. So you have to take them slow. So you just want to be mindful of that. You want to be mindful of how the skin looks. You want to be mindful how much you impact one area one area can only take but so much once you get to a point of numbing you can get into doing some damage if you continuously hit one spot and you're not hitting it in the fleshy part if you're hitting bone you can hurt someone so you want to be mindful of not hitting bone and making sure that you're hitting you're hitting the meaty parts of a person's body now that may be a little challenging if you're dealing with someone who's very slim but there still are, are places and spaces on a person, even with a slim athletic build, that you can hit. But you need to know that person. You need to feel that person. You need to know where you can uh, use heavier impact and where you can't. And there's plenty of videos out there on what proper play is, even if you're grabbing someone's neck, right? You don't want to put pressure with your fingers on their on the sides of their neck where the where their veins are, right? Where they have major arteries because you cut off the circulation, you can make that person black out or maybe even worse. So you wanna make sure that you have your hand firmly in a V shape against the esophagus with your fingers around their neck. You do not wanna just grab them with just your fingers because 
you can do damage. And there's illustration and diagrams out there of what proper choking techniques um, are. And we'll say um, air restricting techniques. And that leads into my last subject is when enough is enough. And you have to know when to stop. Yes, submissives will have a safe word and they can tap out, but you have to be the best teacher and guide and know when enough is enough. If you're taking someone into a session for the very first time, let's say for example, it's their very first time doing a session. You may not want to do a two hour session, three hour session with someone that's never had that kind of play. You may want to start them out with a half an hour. You may want to start them out maybe for an hour. And you might want to just do introductory stuff. You may not want to take them hardcore early on. You may want to start off with some light stuff. But you want to know when enough is enough. You have to know when enough is enough. When you're taking them as far as you need to take them. Okay, because there's a thin line between play and abuse. And so you have to know yourself, you have to know your subject, and you have to know when enough is enough. When you finish your script, you finished your session. That's why I say write it out. Write it out. You have music, you have the candles, you have all this stuff going on. Once you've played out your script, then you know it's a wrap. And you can put, if you have seven things that you want to accomplish in that that middle number, right, which is four, right? You can be like, okay, by the time I get to four, I should be at least 40 minutes in, let's say. Or I need to be at least a half an hour in. And so you can gauge if you're there in 25 minutes, you're like, okay, I need to slow down a little bit. You know, if you're there in 35 minutes, you're like, okay, maybe I just need to um, speed up a little bit. I said, I'm going to make sure that I get this done in an hour. Whatever it is, like when you write it out, when you think it out, when you have it all scheduled, like you can see it. You can see it. And as well, knowing when enough is enough, you always have to provide aftercare at the end. Aftercare because you care for this person. This person was gracious enough to be a subject, to give themselves to you, for you to do your will, to believe in you, to trust you with their well-being, and to show your gratitude. You have to give them aftercare, whatever it is that they desire whatever it is that makes them feel more comfortable, whether it be, we, you know, we've talked about this before, a blanket or tea or just sitting down and just having a conversation and just, and just being intimate with them in a way of just hugging them or touching them or, you know, caressing them, whatever it may be, you can never forget aftercare. To forget aftercare is like a form of abuse. And I get it. Indiscriminately, um, a session may end with a lover and you having sex, which is acceptable, right? But after you have sex, I mean, of course, you're going to embrace and those kind of things. But if it's like just cold, 
you know, like you finish the session and you take her straight, you make her, you know, you make her give you oil, oral, and you just fuck her in the ass and you shove her to the side and get up and start doing something. I mean, that's very ignorant and cold. You know, you have to be very warming and hospitable. If they don't want anything, that's fine. But you at least have to have it as an option on the table. Aftercare is not an option. It is a must. Only if they deny aftercare do you move on. But I've never not I've never not had a session with a submissive that didn't like some form of aftercare, even if it was conversation and you sitting there with her touching her and just talking about the session. That alone is therapeutic. Just talking about like, what did you like? What didn't you like? Why didn't you like it? What, what, what did you like about that? These are things that you need to remember so you can take into other sessions, right? Um, you get to know a person's pain threshold. So these are all very important things that you learn in aftercare, but you have to do aftercare because you care. And if you don't care, don't play. We do not subscribe to those who are abusers. But we won't waste this good podcast on negative people. At any rate, I want to thank you for listening. You know how to contact me, Sir INQ, on Facebook, Instagram, Kingspace, and Twitter. And you can always email me at sirinq09 at gmail.com. Go check out the website, sirinc.com. There's sex novelties on there. There's cigars, uh, makeup. I got a bunch of stuff going on that I need to really, you know, focus more on getting, you know, my brand out there. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank all my people that support me. Uh, is, is, this is a great journey. I appreciate you. All your words, um, whether it be positive or criticisms, I appreciate it because I want to be better. I want to bring to you guys information and thought-provoking content. And before I go, my next podcast will be about uh, there was a, a, a there was a storm of comments on a post on Fet Life about big black cock and slaves. So I'm gonna leave that right there because I'm gonna get into that next week. I must really discuss this with some people this week and get some feedback so I can bring to you not only my perspective but comments from other people and hopefully. I can get a guest on so we can kind of discuss this whole thing about the the fetishization of not only BBC, but like white girls being impregnated by BBC and all this kind of crazy stuff, um, which is fetishes. And if that's your fetish, you know, that's why it's called fetishes. But we need to discuss PC culture and fetish. And is there a clash going on? There is a clash going on. Is it right? Is it wrong? We need to discuss that. And we will on my next podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you well. Stay COVID free. Peace. It's quite an experience, wasn't it? 
tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.